0: Okay, Shavuot good morning or good afternoon, everybody. Uh, this week's uh, Mishnah, or this week's Perek, I should say, of Perek Yavos is uh, the fourth Perek, and I wanted to study uh, a very famous uh, and important Mishnah, and that is Perek Dalid Mishnah Bet. Here, the Mishnah tells us in the name of Ben Azai, have a Ratzla Mitzvah Kala. You should run towards a Mitzvah, uh, even a light Mitzvah, a Mitzvah that either is easy to do or is perceived. By you as being uh, one of the lighter or easier mitzvot. It's interesting. You should just be aware that in most printed avots, uh it will have in brackets kibbechamura. Heve rutz kala kibbechamura. Run towards a easy mitzvah as you would even a more severe one. It's in brackets because uh, the Tosfos Yomtiv uh, already uh, kind of conclusively proved that it's a mistake that it should not be in the text of our Mishnah, and that it's most likely uh, somehow got added at some point in history by mistake because of the Mishnah, which we actually studied together here two Sundays ago, the first Mishnah in Perak Bayes, where it talks about heavy Zahir ke mitzvah kala Be very careful when it comes to even a easy mitzvah or a quote-unquote light mitzvah as a, much as you would to a more chamur one. So because there's an incredible similarity between the Mishnayos of kalin Kala and Ratz versus Zahir, so the Tosav suggests that's where the mistake creeped in. But he says the more correct Girsa and our Mishnah is, Benaze Omer, have a Ratz la Mitzvah Kala, you should run, even pursue with alacrity, with enthusiasm, even the so-called easy or light mitzvot. Continues the Mishnah, Ubo Reach min Havera, and you should similarly be enthusiastic in running away from sin. So run towards mitzvot, even the quote unquote mitzvahs, kalos, but run away from sin. That's the first statement of Ben Azai. Then the Mishnah continues: Shamitzvah goreres mitzvah, that one mitzvah will lead to another mitzvah, and God forbid the opposite: Avera goreres avera, one avera will lead to another avera. Shashar mitzvah mitzvah, the reward for a mitzvah is another mitzvah. ushar. Avera avera, and the reward slash punishment, should I say, of the of one sin is another sin. So the continuation of this Mishnah, that, that second path of the Mishnah, that mitzvah, gereris mitzvah, avera, gereris avera, so that itself needs explanation. What exactly does that mean? What does it mean to say that one avera will lead to another avera? That itself is unclear. As well as the last phrase of the Mishnah, Schar mitzvah mitzvah, that itself is a riddle. What does that mean? That's the big schar that I'm waiting for. I did a mitzvah, I do another mitzvah. What happened to, uh, I don't know, uh, all sorts of other schar that I was hoping for in this world or the next? Uh, moreover, it seems like a little bit redundant. Shach- mitzvah Goreris mitzvah, schar mitzvah mitzvah. What exactly is the difference between those phrases? So we kind of have a little bit of a riddle wrapped up in enigma at the second half of this Mishnah. So again, there's basically... Two or three parts of the Mishnah, depending on how you want to divide it. The first is the opening statement of Ben Azai. We should run after even a mitzvah kala, u'borech mina avera. That's one. Then we have the gereres part, mitzvah, gereres mitzvah, aveira, goreres aveira. And then we have the third, or to be part, which is sch'ar mitzvah, mitzvah, sch'ar veira, what, what is going on here? So, uh, first of all, just to mention one He'ara, which I kind of already anticipated, or alluded to, I should say, is that Rashi here, as well as Rashi's students in the Machzor Vitri, uh point out that, as something that we mentioned two weeks ago in the Shiran Perek Bet, that there is no way for us to know, with any objective sense, what is a, quote, mitzvah kala, a lighter or less important mitzvah. Rather, says Rashi, haniris be'enecha kala, it appears to you, you think it's kala. And as I mentioned two weeks ago, the reason for this is because unlike the Lotas says, the Averos, where we actually have specific punishments, for different types of capital punishment, Malkos, some Averos don't get any punishment in this world. So there, it's fair to say, a Mitzvah, an Avera, which is punished with a capital punishment, is more severe than an Avera that's only punished with lashes. That's not heretical, that's reasonable. When it comes to Averos, we have these things kind of... It doesn't mean we should take any of them lightly, but at least we can categorize them more objectively as chamur or kal. However, whenever the Mishnah talks about a mitzvah, Kala, there the mafarshim point out we don't really have with almost no exception any indication in the Torah itself what is the reward for mitzvahs and therefore it's all our own guesstimation. If a Rashi, both in Peric Be'ez and here, says nearest Be'en you think it's Kala, whatever you think is Kala, all the say certain mitzvahs are easier to do, less have Yetzirah not to do, but none of it is more objective in terms of the reward in any way that we as human beings could know as opposed to when it comes to Averos, where at least there's a fighting chance as human beings, we might have a sense based on the Torah's own descriptions. Okay. That's just an introductory point. Let's now continue on on that first half of the Mishnah, which we had said, Rutz Le Mitzvah Kala, even a small, quote unquote, even a light mitzvah, we should run to be enthusiastic. And on the contrast, Boreach Minha Avera. We should run away from an Avera. So first of all, Rashi points out here that that, that, uh, the descriptive phrase mitzvah kala, the word kala, goes on avera as well. Even though that's not true. When you're reading the flow of the Mishnah, the, the word kala is only appended to the word mitzvah. But Rashi says it's meant to be when it comes to the avera as well. That is to say, don't think there's certain averas, eh, no big deal if I do those. That's an avera kala. Even an avera kala, boreach min ha'avera, run away from all averos, even the quote-unquote ones that are kala. Interestingly, two Comments on the Mepharshim, on the, in the, in the Achronim, the later Mepharshim, point out that, um, there's something that we can be gleaned from the language of the Mishnah here. The Tiferet Yisrael points out, why does it say Boreach min Avera? What, why specifically that term Boreach? Especially when we have another phrase that come up in Tanakh where you run away from something, Vinus, Nun Samach. Right, to nuss is to also to run away. So, why does it say specifically Boreach? So, the Tiferet Yisrael says Boreach here refers to even if, yitzrecha orodefcha. even before the point where you're really, really tempted, even before that point that you're about to sin, don't wait for that point to kind of gird yourself and to motivate yourself to try to run away. But rather, run away means. Avoid the temptations completely. Don't wait for yourself to be tempted. Don't wait for yourself to be ensnared. Boreach means run even before the temptation. Don't go there. Avoid the temptation. Says the tiferet run to a place that your enemy can't even see you. Take preemptive caution. Don't put yourself in that situation. Bichlal. Think one or two steps ahead. Chacham. Ain of Barosho, If you know that going to, you know, out to a certain place is going to be more tempting. If you know that hanging out with certain friends is more tempting. If you know that using the computer at a time or in a place in your house where no one is there is more tempting. So don't do that. Boreach min Don't wait until the temptation's in front of you, but rather boreach min That's the first uh, insight, which I think is incredibly helpful and educational and insightful from the Tveris Yisrael. Rabchaim Chaim uh, makes a slightly different point, which is also incredibly important. And he is sensitive to the language, not as Boreach versus Nus, as we just previously mentioned, but rather he says, in the Mishnah itself, we have two phrases which are clearly going together. And yet the terms that are used, the language are not identical. It's Rutz Lemitzvah, run to a mitzvah, Rutz. And yet Boreach Minavera, right? That itself is somewhat surprising. It should either both be ruts or both be Boreach. What's the idea of rutz la mitzvah and Boreach min ha So he says very simple. He says rutz means to run after, to chase the mitzvah. Boreach min ha means to flee, to run away from the avera. What's the idea? He says this is based on the premise that we have to realize that the way the world is, so to speak, created on a spiritual level, the yetzer Hara is constantly trying to keep mitzvah opportunities at arm's length, away from us, trying to keep those opportunities away from us. And therefore, if, so to speak, floating across your screen all of, a, of your life, all of a sudden you see an opportunity for a mitzvah, ratz la mitzvah even if it's a small mitzvah, it's an opportunity, jump at it. Don't waste even a second. If you delay, if you hesitate, even for a moment, the nature of the world, the nature of the Sahara is... That if you delay even for a moment, opportunity might be lost and it might not repeat itself. Don't procrastinate. Don't think that, oh no, you know, it's okay, not a big deal. I didn't do it now. No, no, you have to realize uh, mitzvot and opportunities can be fleeting. I I assume this is true in other areas of life, in love, in business, all sorts of things. Something comes across your desk, you could put it off. Maybe it'll still be there when you come back, but there's a good chance it won't be. And the nature of the world, says Rabchaim Velazhenir, when it comes to mitzvos, is that the Yetzirahara is always trying to push those away. And therefore, if you have an opportunity to do a mitzvah, rutz la mitzvah kala. Don't, don't take a chance. Don't even wait for a second. On the other hand, he says, when it comes to sin, so there, of course, the Yetzirahara is doing the exact opposite, the flip side of the same coin. He's always trying to push temptation in front of our eyes. And therefore, the language of the mission is, boreach mina avera. You should run, flee from sin, which is to say, don't be complacent. Don't think that's no big deal. I can be, you know, overcome in the moment. I'll be, I'll be okay when my 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 time comes. Brother boreach min you should constantly be on guard, constantly looking to outmaneuver and to avoid the temptation of sin. And again, I think this is also, you know, both uh, the the longer you live, the more common sense this appears. Uh, the more temptation you've had, the more times, frankly, you've failed. In hindsight, the more you can see the wisdom of following this advice. And the Rechaim Velazher adds an also a very interesting philosophical point. He says, on the one hand, because we are all made of an neshama, we all have a spark of God inside of us, the most natural thing to do are the mitzvos. And I think when we experience mitzvah, something we'll speak about as we get to the second half of the mission in a a moment, there's something incredibly naturally satisfying and intuitively, in a very deep and meaningful way, we kind of feel true to ourselves when we're really in the moment of a good mitzvah experience. That's all true, says Rechaim V'lazer, because naturally we're made up inside, if you kind of open us up, we have that neshama inside of us, and therefore we should be, and we are naturally attracted to mitzvos. On the other hand, as of Chaim if a God had left us that way, we'd have almost no temptation to sin, because we're so dominated, we would be, by our neshamas, that we'd only be attracted to the mitzvos, And therefore, Baruch made the world in such a way, made us not only attracted to Averos, but constantly puts Averos, so to speak, naturally in our, front view mirror and our rear view mirror and all around in order to more or less make the Bechir HaFshis, make the free choice, if you will, make life a struggle, which, you know, there are times we wish it would be a little less of a struggle, but it's of course that struggle which is what gives life meaning. If there would be no struggle, then we'd either just be always doing the wrong thing or always doing the wrong thing, but whether we if we always did the right thing, we wouldn't deserve reward, and if we could always do the wrong thing, we wouldn't deserve punishment. What gives life meaning is of course that struggle, and says to the Ruachayim, the constant tension between our guf and our neshama, the, those two parts of us, and the fact that in order to compensate for our natural attraction to Kedusha, therefore Hashem puts all these temptations and roadblocks in front of us, that explains, he suggests, the slight difference between rutz Limitzvah in Boreach Min HaAvera. Okay, so all of that was the first part of the Mishnah. However, for the remainder of our shir, I want to turn our attention to what I described previously as the riddle wrapped in the enigma, and that is the second half of the Mishnah. Mitzvah, Gereris, Mitzvah, Avera, Gereris, Avera, shchar Mitzvah, Mitzvah, shchar Avera, Avera. So let's take each one of these at a time. What do the two halves of that mean? And of course, how do they relate to each other? So the uh, one a significant school of thought is mentioned here by Rav Avajah mi Bartanura. The Bartanura here on the Mishnah says, what does that mean, mitzvah, goreres mitzvah? What does that mean? Because I did one mitzvah, I'm going to do another? How, how does one thing lead to another? So the Bartanura explains that in fact, this is a very natural process. He says, minhago shel olam. It just makes natural sense that if you do one mitzvah, no Achlo." to do the next one. It becomes easier to do the next one. And even though he doesn't use this word, what I think he's clearly getting at and other Mafarshims say is, it becomes habit or second nature. And the Bartunura says the same thing when it comes to Avera, Goreras Avera. The more Averas you do, each Avera you do, it makes it harder to be Poresh. It makes it harder the next time to avoid the temptation. There's a certain natural process that each time you do one, it leads and makes it easier. Interestingly, you know, quite a few hundred years later, but the Vilna Gone in his commentary to Mishlei, in the first Peric makes a similar point, and he does it with a kind of unique Vilna spin. And he speaks, uh, the Vilna was a big Kabbalist, a big mystic, in addition to all of his other masteries, but I think it's uh, he speaks in a language which is somewhat mystical, but I think we can understand on our level as well. Says the Gra, each act that you do creates what he calls a ruach mimarom. It creates a certain spirit that comes from above, and envelops and becomes a part of you. If you do a mitzvah, then this ruach mimarom comes, says the Vilna Gaon, which needs and wants another experience similar to the one that just gave birth to it. And as a result, if you'll do something just like that first one, then that ruach mimarom, that spirit that you have, it's kind of like a hit, so to speak. Like a dopamine hit, we would say, if we were speaking more uh, scientifically. You get a certain sense of satisfaction from feeding that Ruach Mimarom something that gave birth to it in the first place. That itself makes that Ruach feel good, but it also strengthens its desire for a third hit, which if you give it to, if you feed it, makes it stronger and desire a fourth one. Now the Vilna is speaking in kind of this Kabbalistic mystical terminology, a Ruach Mimarom. But as I kind of just alluded to, it sounds very similar to language which both psychologically or uh, you know you know from, from a pharmacological psychological perspective we relate to when it comes to addiction or certain temptations right the body bio but in terms of biochemistry or general habit and things like that those connect to the point that when you have a certain experience you get a certain taiva, a certain desire for it. Again, I, I can't explain it. I'm not a doctor. But we know that, again, from the brain chemistry or other types of impulse uh, or, you know, connectors that we have in our body, depending on what it is, it activates something in us, which if we enjoyed it, we'll then want to be fed. We want it again. And when we give it to ourselves again, not only we feel good, but it actually strengthens our desire for the third and the fourth time. That's, again, we can explain it in ways that we can all relate to. That's, I think, on a, hum- on a on a more prosaic, rationalistic level, that seems to be exactly, incredibly, what the Vilna Gon is explaining. Mitzvah, Goreras mitzvah. Each time you do a mitzvah, think of it in those terms. We're creating a certain hunger, and you could say even an addiction, for a certain mitzvah, for mitzvahs, if we do mitzvahs. Chas on the opposite, would also be true. If we do Averos, we create this need, this we, we develop a taste, a desire, and eventually, chas v'shalom, a need, a craving for that Avera. And each time we do that, again, it feeds on itself and it becomes stronger and stronger. Rabbeinu Yona also talks about this. And Rabbeinu Yona actually uses the terminology of habit. Says Rabbeinu Yona, Hateva. It could become second nature each time you do a mitzvah, so then the, the very act of doing a mitzvah becomes second nature to you. Because, adds the Rabbeinu Yona, we become closer to HaKadosh Baruch with each mitzvah. And therefore, because we become closer to HaKadosh Baruch with each mitzvah, that first mitzvah can make it easier to do the second one. And here's the key point. Even if the second one is more difficult... On some level, you might say, listen, the more I go to Minion, the easier it is for me to go to Minion. The more, instead of, you know, just watching TV or, you know, wasting time on Netflix on my phone, I open up a safer. The more I do that, the easier it'll be. And of course, conversely, the more I don't open up the safer and the more I do binge on Netflix, the easier that will be. So if you keep things on the same level, I think it's very easy to understand. Where Ben is pointing out, I think this is clearly the shot in the Mishnah, he just says it explicitly, is that everything I just said is true, but it's more than that. It's that by each time you do a mitzvah, it makes it easier to do subsequent mitzvahs, even when the subsequent mitzvah is more demanding than the first. It's not just because it's the same thing. Each time I learn, I can learn more. Each time I daven, I daven more. It's that there's. it's not just the act. That is true, the very, but it's not only because the two acts are similar, so there's kind of a muscle memory, the way we might think of in certain other areas of life. It's more than that. It's that each time we do a mitzvah, we get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, where there's a, there's a second le- level that's happening. There's, so to speak, the muscle memory, if you will, of davening, of doing chesed, of learning, but then there's also the getting closer and feeling more comfortable with having kashkarish Baruch Hu in our life, and that desire not only to do the specific action, but to keep a Kaddish Baruch in our life makes it even easier to do the next mitzvah, even if the next mitzvah is completely different and maybe even more demanding. It's not just the one-to-one. It's even if it's a different or more difficult mitzvah, but because there's an additional element. It's not just habit. We get used to doing things. It's more than that. It's that each time we do a mitzvah, not only are we training our mind or our bodies to do the certain mitzvah, but we're also getting more and more comfortable in having a karish more of a presence in our lives. And of course, suffice it to say, and painful to say, the exact opposite is also true. <clears throat> the more we distance ourselves from a Baruch Hu, the more we get used to sinning, the more we get addicted, you know, with a, so to speak, a capital a or low case I I don't just mean in a clinical sense, but the more we get used to and desirous of whatever feeling the, the Avera gives us, then the more we want that, the more we need that. And then the more we do things, of course... It compounds itself, and the more it becomes second nature. I would add, just la daiti, you know, over the years, and I this. It sounds like it sounds like, and I guess you could say it really is a more modern idea. Uh, I would plead guilty to that, but I, I think it's implicit, uh, maybe in the mafarshim way before me. But just you know, with the, using kind of the modern sensitivity to certain language that we are more you know familiar with in our generation, it struck me a number of years ago that a a different or a different, or at least a different way of saying. I don't know if this is a different idea or a different way of saying what these other nefarshim were saying. Uh, however, you want to, you know, touch it, that's fine with me. But the way I like to think of it in a way that makes a lot of sense to me, and I've seen this in my own life, my, family, my children or my students' lives, which is that the more you do of a certain thing, let's take a mitzvah, for example, that impacts your self-perception. There's a psychological truth here, which has to do with self-identity, self-perception. The more you learn, the more you daven, the more you see yourself as I'm a good boy, I'm a good girl, I'm a bentora. I'm a Bas Yisrael, whatever other terminology uh, we're familiar with, I'm from. That That itself, that self-identity perpetuates itself. Then you create a certain expectation and standard that you want to live up to. Forget that other people want you to live up to. You see yourself in a certain way, and that leads... I think that is especially true, and this is really frankly... Where I came up with this idea on my own, if you will, the way, at least the way it works for me, I think it's especially true. Chasa Shalom in the opposite direction. When people sin, especially if they repeatedly sin, and especially if it's something that they think of as a more humor sin, then people's self-perception becomes, who am I? Could I, who just did a vera X or Y, I'm going to do now mitzvah A, B, or C? I can't do that. Aveira Guerrero's Aveira. The more we think of ourselves as a sinner, the more we think of ourselves as someone who's distant from a Karish Hu, the more we keep in our mind, because we can't help it, because we just last night, we were looking at something on the computer we shouldn't have looked at, we skipped Minion, we did this, whatever it was, whatever the case may be, each Aveira creates a greater force, if you will, or a temptation to view ourselves, not just as a good person who happened to slip, but we see ourselves the self-perception, what the Vilna Gon called this ruach mimarom, I'm calling it self-perception. The more we see ourselves as the person who sinned, then the more likely us to see ourselves as the sinner, and the much more likely that we will confirm that, confirmation bias, will do more sins to confirm our self-perception. And the more difficult it is to break out of it by doing other mitzvos, so there's a natural pathway that we kind of glide ourselves toward. Once we start seeing ourselves in one direction, we're more likely to keep on doing things to reinforce that, for good, or for bad. So when it when it's a mitzvos, it's great. Ride the wave, ride the momentum. But when it's an avera, it's it's possible and it's the right thing to do to break out of it. But it's very very hard. Avera goreres avera. Right? Again, you see this. It could be in communal life, family life, you see it in yeshiva, right? The more times a person, I don't know, oversleeps and misses Minion or misses parts of morning seder, the more they think of themselves, I'm that guy, right? And the more, but the opposite, let's speak on the positive Says the opposite is also true, thank God. The more a person does wake up, the more a person does learn, the more they see themselves as, I'm that guy, I'm that girl, I'm that kind of person, and that itself feeds and leads into other things. Okay, we just have a few more minutes and let's get to the last phrase of the Mishnah which is very enigmatic, which is schar mitzvah mitzvah skarveravera. Right, so I thought that you know, Schar Mitzvah would be some incredible Olam Haba. Who said that Schar Mitzvah is just another Mitzvah? Or and listen, on the other hand, if Schar is just another aveira, well, <laughs> that doesn't sound so bad. That doesn't. I don't say any burning fires in Gehenim in that phrase, Schar Vera. So first of all, the first thing to mention, which is uh, already mentioned by Rabbeinu Yona here in his commentary in Avos, is we don't mean that Schar Mitzvah Mitzvah that Mitzvos are the the only and the exhaustive reward for Mitzvos. Or the opposite, that Averos are the exhaustive punishment for Averos. That's obvious, says ben Yonah. We don't mean that. Of course we believe in, in the next world, Olam Haba, getting our just rewards, or Chas V'Shalom, our deserved punishments. The Mishnah is not contradicting that. What the Mishnah here is coming to tell me is, in addition to the ultimate reward, or ultimate punishment, that mitzvos or Averos will lead to, already in this world, there's a certain reward for mitzvos a certain reward for various. How so? So in order to answer this question, I'll just phrase it by, I'll introduce it by asking, or re-asking a question I asked in the beginning of the shir, which is, how is this different than the immediately preceding phrase? How is schar mitzvah mitzvah different than mitzvah gereris mitzvah? What is the relationship between these two phrases? And that, I think, will also answer the question I just asked. And the answer, I think, is as follows. And this is something you'll find in the bartanura and in Rabbeinu Yonah and others. And that is that the difference between these last two phrases and the Mishnah is as follows. Everything we just saw in the previous Mishnah, even the even the, the, the Vilna Gon is the, the way I explained it, and certainly their Bartanur and the Ben Yona, all of those were explaining the idea of Avera, Guerreras Avera, or Bitzvah, Gereris, Mitzvah, in a very cause and effect, naturalistic, or what they said, Minhateva kind of a way. That naturally, I said it psychologically, you could say it in other ways, that each mitzvah makes it more likely, creates habit, creates self perception. That's a very natural cause and effect that we can understand. However, when it comes to schar mitzvah mitzvah, what the Mishnah is introducing is a new element, an extra element, and that is something that's lamala Minateva. It's not Minateva, it's lamala Minateva. This is for sure not an irrationalistic way, but rather, that each time you do a mitzvah, you are gifted, you are rewarded with a certain extra siyata deshmaia. I'll read the language of the Bartanura is, that our Kodesh Hu, not a naturalistic way, very much in a mystical, so to speak, or spiritual, metaphysical sense, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Messiah. He helps you. You get an assist from the big coach in the sky. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, wow, you did that mitzvah? I'm going to give you other opportunities. I will rig things. I will reorganize things in a way that gives you more opportunity for mitzvos. And of course, the opposite would be true as well. Each one, each mitzvah you do will earn you another opportunity for mitzvah which allows you and gives you opportunity. Mamela compounds your reward to give you more and more. It would be like when you were a little kid. You're playing one of those video games, right? If you get a certain number of points, you get to the next level where you can get even more and more points. Each mitzvah will give you opportunities to then have more and more mitzvahs which will give you more and more reward. And the idea I think is very, very, uh, again, it's a mystical level. And Rabbeinu Yona and the Baratinura both say explicitly that this is not something that on a rational level is an obvious cause and effect. The way the previous phrase in the Mishnah of mitzvah, goreres mitzvah, it creates habit. If things are second nature, what I said, it becomes your personal self-perception. On a different level, they're saying, in mitzvah, mitzvah, Hashem will reward you with more opportunities. So yes, on some level, we talk about Hashem giving you things so by definition that's not something that we would call rationalistic or uh, you know down to earth if you will but i think we could understand this uh, in a very easy and uh, meaningful way and that is if you think about a business if you're if you work in a job or if you think of a sports team where there's a coach right and you're making a play or you have a big project in the office and the boss taps you to do it or the play at the end of the game and the ball bo- you know the coach gives you the opportunity If you come through for the coach, if you deliver for your boss, not only are you going to get rewarded with whatever covode or a salary or bonus is from doing that thing, but what's much more likely to happen? The next time there's a big project or the next time there's a big game, who's the coach? Who's the boss going to most likely give a chance? Whose number are they going to call? they're going to call yours because you've proven yourself as someone who can deliver. On the down-to-earth, on our level, that's what Rabbeinu Yonah, that's what the Baratunua are saying. Schar mitzvah mitzvah. HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants to stick with a winner. If you show HaKadosh Baruch Hu that you can do mitzvos, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to present even more opportunities for you to do mitzvos. It doesn't mean you're going to do them, but you're going to get more and more opportunities. Right? Again, imagine whether it's in a business setting or a sports setting, there are always people who are kind of, so to speak, on the bench who are saying, you know, if the, if, if the boss would just give me the opportunity, if the coach would just call my number, I wish I could do it. You know, put me in the game. Let me have a chance. But sometimes in life, you just don't get a chance. Maybe you would have been successful, but no one gave you the opportunity. So, it, you know, success is performance meeting opportunity. But we do need opportunity, and very often opportunity is not in our hands. Now, on on with our human eyes, we see our boss, we see our coworkers, we see all sorts of other factors that present the opportunities. But Ben Azai and the Mishnah are telling us is that ultimately it's coming from up above, and therefore the more we show we're successful and that we can rise to the challenge, the more likely Akash Baruch is to give us more opportunities. Right? Many Farshim use this as a metaphor to speak about something like how come the Torah promises that if you give tzedakah, a Baruch will reward you with more money. Right? It's the same. It's the same. Again, it's, met- it's, it's very metaphysical, if you will, or it's very uh, mystical or theological, but again, I think it's very reasonable and easy to understand on our level. Whatever other levels there are, on our level we can understand this, right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us money. We can either abuse that gift or we can use it for good things. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu sees that he blessed us with money and we're using it for good things, for doing mitzvos, for giving tzedakah, for supporting Torah, for doing chesed, you know, a lot of good things you could do money with. So HaKadosh Baruch Hu is hopefully likely to then Makes sense that he'd want to give you more money because you'll, you know, he has confidence you'll do more things with it. Each mitzvah gives you an opportunity then to do more mitzvahs, and it's not just true with that. Says the Mishnah, it's not that's just an easy way to understand it. It can be true with other things as well, and of course, the opposite, unfortunately, is would be painfully true in that sense. That if we do averos, so then our Karish Baruch Hu, you know, looks at us in a different way. Again, doesn't mean we're going to guarantee to do the next avera, but. You know, that's, you know, we're on a different track, so to speak, we've gotten on a different train, and once you're on a certain train, you can get off, but it's a lot harder, it's better not to get on that train uh, to begin with. And just to conclude, I'll mention one final point, which uh, a number of Mepharshim, Rabbeinu Yonah, the Medrash Shmuel, Tosuz Yontav, all point out that the source of this idea seems to come back to a Gemara. The Gemara is in Yuma, on on Shabbos, Dafkutalid, where the Gemara says, Ba'alitamei, Post-Hinlo, a person who wants to be impure, he wants to do bad things, Akash Baruch so to speak, opens the door for him, gives him the opportunity. But Habala Taher person who wants to purify him or herself, person wants to do good things, Messiah, so Hashem will help them. So first of all, that, that idea, which I just mentioned from the Bartanura, from Anayona, that by doing mitzvot, we get opportunities to do more mitzvot, and we do Averos, Hashem is going to give us more opportunities to sin, unfortunately, that's already in this Gemara. But the nuance, which I want to end with, is that these mafarshim point out that there's a little bit of a different language in the Mishnah there. When it comes to sinning, then the Gemara just says, poschen lo, Hashem will, so to speak, open the door. When it comes to the mitzvot, it says Messiahman, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to kick you and push you through the door. In other words, we shouldn't think that God is completely fair and objective. Luckily for us, He's not totally fair. He actually has His. He puts His thumb on the scale, if you will. He's messianic. Hashem will help you if you want to do the mitzvah. Habala ta'her messiano, so so that's a little bit better than just postkin. So the main thing we have to show a Kodesh baruch Hu is habala ta'her. We want to do good. What's the best way to do it? Talk is cheap. Again, it's not nothing. We can talk to Karsh Baruch too and tell Him we want to do good things. But the best way to show Karsh Baruch that we want to do good things is to do good things. The more we do that, HaBala tire Messiah, know, so Akash Baruch is not just going to open the door for us, He'll even give us a little bit of a nudge to help us through. Unfortunately, the opposite. If we, in essence, are telling God we want to sin, post Shun Loh. Baruch Hu is okay, that's what you want? I'll give you the opportunity. And that, of course, is something that none of us really, really want. But unfortunately, sometimes in the moment, we get caught up with it. So let's end with where we began, which is that we should be ruts le Because the more mitzvahs we run to, it's like compound interest, the more we'll get. And each time we get, that gives us more reward for more things. And unfortunately, since the temptation to sin is so bad, and the stakes of each sin are so bad, the best advice we can give ourselves is, Boreach min ha'aveira. We should try to run away even from the temptation of sin, let alone sin itself. Shavuto, everyone. Have a great week. Thank you for joining. And Ymirat Hashem for Pirkei will be in touch next week. All the best. Take care. Have a great day.